And thank you for tuning in to another episode of PR360. And I'm your host, Brett Deister. And we have Kara Berry with us today. And she is the head of communication at Top Golf Entertainment. And she leads the internal and external communication and PR activity. She is passionate about building companies' reputation, driving engagement, and connecting associates to Top Golf Story. She's also been the head of communication or communications director at Pizza Hut. Other things like Domino's, Subway Restaurant. She's done a lot of the popular brands that you may have heard of, but welcome to the show, Kara. Thank you so much for having me, Brett. Glad to be here. And as I asked all my guests, are you a coffee or tea drinker? I am both. I have to have a cup of coffee in the morning, and I usually love a glass of iced tea in the afternoon. So both. Nice. I'm usually both, but heavily cited on coffee, firmly. Yeah. Coffee is a must, that is for sure. <laughs> and how has working for communication in maybe some of the pizza delivery companies and other types of fast food restaurant companies helped you with being successful in your position today? During my time at Pizza Hut, the biggest thing that an aha moment for me for communication was just how important employees' voices are and truly the importance of unleashing the power of your people and the advocacy that they can do for your brand. And it was a big push during my time at Pizza Hut, just truly tapping into that employee value proposition and discovering the ways not only connect your team members with the purpose of your company, but truly giving them the mouthpiece to be able to talk about it for the brand in an authentic way. Mm -hmm. And speaking of communication, internal and external, has that kind of blurred the lines now with all these industry leaks happening from different types of industries? Has internal not been just, oh, it's internal so we can say more and external as we can say very little? Has it kind of been blurred now? It absolutely has. And, and that's probably a good thing, to be honest, because whatever you're saying to your internal associates should be something that you would want people externally to know about. And so a lot of the things that we talk about with our associates at Topgolf are things that we're okay if it's shared externally. There are some things, of course, that you share that are confidential, but there are other things and most things that it's talking about the culture and it's talking about where you want to take the business and your vision. And those are definitely things that the lines are blurred and your internal message should be consistent with what you're saying externally. So should marketers or PR people really be focused when they're starting to write internal comms like external comms from now on? Well, I think so. And of course, your audience matters and who you're talking to and the message that you want to convey to them truly does matter. But you always should write it knowing that you should be okay if it does get shared. And definitely something to keep in mind when you're crafting the communication and figuring out what are the key things that you want your audience to take away from this and that you know that they'll feel good about when they're reading it. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, 2020 has been, well, it's 2020. I think that's the new tagline for 2020. And how has reputation management for companies changed this year? Oh, gosh. How has it not changed, right? <laughs> it's it is a whole new world out there. But 
reputation management has always been so important, but it's absolutely taking on an entirely new meaning right now. And what's interesting is there was a recent study that Edelman conducted, and it was about trust and the importance of trust right now. And when we first started the year, the, the primary thing that we were looking at from a reputation standpoint are how do you help people discover who you are, your purpose, and the things that you're doing to connect with communities, how you drive culture. And those things are all still very top of mind. But the trust factor has become so critical. Some of the research showed that it is now the second most important attribute that a company can build when it goes into a a consumer's purchase intent or intent to visit. And it's right behind price from this latest research that we saw. And that's a huge jump from where it was before. Trust has always been important, but now it is that much more meaningful and important to what the consumer is looking for today and the work that we have to do in communication to ensure that we're not only building trust, but not losing trust. So. And is there some like practical ways PR people can actually help maintain or build that trust? Let's say they're a new fledging startup or whatever. Is there any ways to do that? Simple ways? What we looked at, and I'll talk about Tossoff specifically, what we looked at when we were building trust coming out of coronavirus, and obviously we're still dealing with coronavirus. It's still out there. As we began to reopen our venues, we shut all of our venues down in the middle of March, and we've begun reopening them. We looked at what is the most important thing that guests are looking for from a trust factor. And that's truly what we focused on and what guided the priorities of what we were going to put in place to help our guests know that they can play safely at Topsoft. But not only our guests, to make sure that our associates knew, those that work for us, that they can work safely at Top Golf. And so that was the first and foremost priority of, okay, if we're going to build trust, we've got to make some changes to respond to the shifting environment that we're operating in and that's what everybody has been calling the new normal. And so that's been our focus, um, all in an effort to, to do the trust building and to make sure that people feel comfortable not only coming to visit, but also working. And should companies now start caring about cultural shifts or political shifts that we've seen recently? Should that be part of their reputation or should they mostly stay out of that fray and just focus on their own reputation as building a great product, making sure people are safe at their own facilities and that stuff? I think both go hand in hand and, and hopefully it's something that has always been happening and always been being addressed, it absolutely goes hand in hand. And it's part of the trust building that consumers have told us that we want to hear from you on these issues. We want to know what your stance is on these issues. And you can't just tell people what it is. You have to show with your actions and that your actions are supporting what you're saying, because that speaks so much louder than the words that we put out there. And so it's a combination same thing from a safety standpoint, where we can say that we're doing all of these things, but really having people experience it and see that it's in effect is what's going to go the furthest for us. Same on the social issues that have been top of mind so much 
recently, but really for quite some time now. And being able to show that you're built on a wholly inclusive cultural environment and that you welcome all people, that you, you value diversity and inclusion. Those are things that go hand in hand with a company's reputation, but must be authentically brought to life for it to, to ring true. Mm -hmm. And speaking of just the industry that you're in, golfing, how has recent events changed it? Because golfing was actually the first one, especially professional golfing, to open up again to actually have golf again. How has golfing led the way for the new normal, as you called it? Sure. The golfing industry as a whole has done several things to change their protocols. For top golf specifically, some of the things that we've done, and one of the things that we're really fortunate to have is to have mostly for our venues, a mostly outdoor environment. And that has really helped. It's kind of given us the opportunity to naturally social distance our guests. And our tees are 11 feet from tee to tee. And so you already have that distancing built in to our outdoor venues, which is fantastic. But there are other things that we've had to do to address to address some of these, I keep saying, the new norm. And for our associates, we've put in a lot of new protocols to help them remain healthy and safe. They have to have temperature checks when they check in. They're wearing masks at all of our venues. They have to wear gloves when they're handling food. For our bays, we've installed these custom-made bay dividers. So that there's just a little bit of added comfort and safety for the guests that are in between or that are in each of the bays. We are now disinfecting the golf clubs and the game screens in between every single group that goes into the bays just for the added cleanliness. And we also have social distancing markers, which are also becoming very much a new norm across the board. So there's social distancing markers throughout the venue, in the lobby. We have the ability for people to make online reservations for free so that there's a little bit, there's a little bit of mitigation of the crowd in the lobby. That's just a few of the things that we've done, but all of it has been done in partnership with the local health authorities because we wanted them to also be able to guide us on what are the right things that we need to be doing according to your guidelines, the CDC guidelines, and all of that again, goes into this new normal of how there's these open lines of communication now with, with the local health authorities or whoever it may be to make sure that we are making people comfortable and are keep doing our part to keep people safe, both guests and associates alike. So definitely a new environment that we're living in, but something that, has, that people are responding pretty well to so far. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, how did you continue to be on top of customers' mind? I know since golfing kind of shut down, it was really hard to play golf. And for people to actually want to play golf or really want to play golf, and they couldn't. So how did you keep them or keep the customers' mindset on top golf? Yeah, it's a great question. And what's awesome is at Topgolf, there's a couple of different ways that you can experience the game. So our World Golf Tour online game had truly amazing growth during this time because people were turning to more digital entertainment. And so we had a lot more people download the game. We're at over 30 million subscribers now, the World Golf Tour game. And we also hosted a lot of live stream events on the World Golf Tour app. So there was a partnership with 
St. Andrews, where they were raising money for the Flatten the Curve initiative, that we were able to give them a platform to host a virtual tournament. We had a virtual tournament between Graham McDowell and Justin Rose that was sponsored by MasterCard several weeks ago. That was, was fantastic. They were bantering back and forth and having a great time playing the game. So we've really leaned into some of these other ways to engage all of our customers in the different platforms that we offer because they were truly looking for other things to experience and to enjoy. And another recent example of that was our Top Tracer technology, which traces the flight path of the ball that you watch on TV. And that actually powered the recent, the match with Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. It was a, a really good engaging event for charity that they put on. A ton of people were watching, but Top Tracer was actually there tracing the ball. And so we were able to still be very engaged in a lot of the things that were happening in the golf industry, but also just for the virtual and digital entertainment, which was fantastic. And did you see during that time that changing your messaging to more educational or how to improve your game actually helped you out in the long run with during the time of the shutdown of like switching from just not just how great our facilities are, because they're probably great. I've seen some of the pictures, but also just the education of like how to improve your game while you're at home, basically. You know, honestly, not really. And the reason is you don't have to know how to play golf to enjoy top golf, whether it's in the venue, whether it's some of our virtual entertainment platforms. It's really all about having a good time, enjoying time with friends and family. I personally, I'm not the best golfer, but I, but I will go out there and hit balls and I enjoy playing, but I'm certainly not the best at it. But that's the great thing about Top Golf is you don't have to know how to go out there and play. It's truly about having fun. And so we were more focused on how do we give people the opportunity to still connect with people meaningfully and still have that, the interaction that people wanted during this time of shutdown but just had to discover it in new and different ways. I understand you about not being good at golf. I'm not either, but I'm also a lefty. So I'm actually just weird. Hey, you know what? There are golf clubs there for left-handed hitters as well. So my husband and one of my sons are lefties and they love it. (laughs) And you talked about the mobile game and also just the game you can download on PC. It actually, as my own i have another podcast about pc gaming specifically but gaming actually was the biggest winner during the pandemic were you surprised about the rise of it during the pandemic or was this kind of just a thing where you guys were like it's great that the people are finding it like did this really just hit you all of a sudden like oh wow people are really downloading this and they really love our game and everything i think it didn't surprise us, but of course we were thrilled because the, the game is truly amazing. If you haven't had a chance to download it, you should definitely check it out. It's got the most photorealistic quality of a virtual golf course. You can play St. Andrews. I mean, there's all of these iconic golf courses that are on there. And so I think that those that already were playing it, because there's quite a big community that currently engages with World Golf Tour, but it was pretty exciting to be able to introduce it to so many new people and to have them discover um, another way that they can enjoy Top Golf. Because you, you can also play Top Golf games on the World Golf Tour app, which is pretty cool. But the other thing that 
we were excited to do was engage with some of these pro golfers and other celebrities and other athletes that hadn't been introduced to it either and give them a chance to experience it. Because again, everybody was looking for new and innovative things to do. Another example of that is just the other week we hosted um, in partnership with Michelob Ultra uh, and the NBPA. There were four NBA players who battled it out on World Golf Tour for charity and for their charity of choice. And it was just great to see people enjoying it and be able to watch people enjoy it and have another way to introduce people to this game. And the other thing that we've kind of ventured into during this time, um, to your point on mobile and online games, was virtual reality. So there was another new game that was launched, actually, while most of our venues were shut down. And it's called ProCut. And it was the first virtual reality game that we launched in partnership with Golfscope, who developed it on the Oculus Quest Store. And so and just another way that people are just really gravitating towards these new experiences and new virtual reality with golf. So why not have it come from Top Golf, of course, where we want to give everybody multiple ways, virtually, digitally, and in person, to experience the game. Mm-hmm. And did most of your marketing and communication strategy around the pandemic just really focus on the VR, the live streaming, and the game Top Golf more than previously as you anticipated? Because no one really knew until March when it's like, oh, okay, I got to change everything about my marketing strategy. Right. Everything. It definitely shifted. It definitely shifted. And we had always had a focus on the different ways to experience top off, but absolutely. It was more front and center during the pandemic, for sure. We had to have a balance between getting people engaged and how they can still have fun and engage with top off. But on the flip side, we were always still working on making sure that the safety messaging as we were preparing for what we're calling our commitment to play safely. As we were preparing for that and implementing that at all the venues, there was a balance between that messaging of getting people ready and comfortable, and particularly as the venues started to reopen, with the messaging around all these other things that Topsoft has to offer. But to your point on, did we have to revisit our entire communication strategy? <laughs> 100% it has shifted. And it has been fantastic learning. It's one of the reasons why, as everybody knows in PR and communications, the ability to pivot and adapt is so critical. And you never know what you're going to have to pivot to and adapt. This has been a true test. And we've definitely learned a lot. And we'll continue to learn. There's much more to learn as we learn more about how people are getting comfortable with going out and doing things again and what they need to see from a trust standpoint, from a safety standpoint. And so it's been an interesting time in communications and PR for sure, as so many of our colleagues are probably seeing right now. Mm -hmm. And you talked a little bit about live streaming. Did you actually utilize like platforms like YouTube Live or Twitch or now the defunct Mixer? No, we we did. The WGC team at Topoff has 
amazing channels on YouTube and Twitch where they stream their live series, WGT live series that they that they call it. And they've been great platforms to engage with people on for sure. And how has the future of communication strategies changed since 2020? It seems like there is a whole new ball game now after 2020. Oh, on reputation management has, has changed. What hasn't changed? Same thing for, for this. What hasn't changed on future communication strategies? I think that the desire to build trust and the criticalness of building trust continues to take on a whole new meaning as we look at the rest of 2020, but particularly going into 2021 and beyond. I also think that building confidence with your internal associates and team members also takes on an entirely new meaning of importance. It's always been critical to do that, but more so now than ever, doubling down on your culture, doubling down on engaging your internal team in the mission and the vision of the company and seek their input and seeking their their feedback because you want them to be the most authentic advocates for your brand and for your company when it comes to building trust. And so that I think takes on also an entirely new meaning of, of importance. And fun question for you. If you could golf at any course, where would you golf? I mean, top golf, of course. I would have to say Pebble Beach or St. Andrews would be at the top of the list. And particularly the virtual experience of that on World Golf Tour. So either one of those, I think, would be definitely checking something off of the bucket list on an amazing golf course to visit and play on. All right. Way to stay on message on that one. (laughs) Oh, good. But yeah, top golf for sure. Got to show the love for playing at some of these virtual courses and some of the virtual courses you can play at the venues. Uh Any final thoughts for our listeners? Going back to the importance of culture, the connection that you feel to a company and to a company's core values, I think are also go hand in hand with what the conversation we've been having and just encouraging people to make sure that when you are looking at your your plans to build trust, just making sure that it is true and authentic to what the company stands for and the core values that a company is built on it will truly then ring authentic and true to those that you are that you are talking about it to. So I wanted to thank you for having this discussion and it's such an important topic as we're all going through and learning with this new age of coronavirus and other challenges that we have faced in 2020. So thank you for having the conversation. Of course, and thank you for being our guest on PR360. My pleasure. It was great to be here. And thank you guys for tuning in to PR360. As always, if you could please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe, get outside, and have a good week. See you next week. Later.